Good morning. It is Saturday, July the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2023. And you know what Saturday means. It's a day for a Holy Spirit story, and we have a good one for you. The story today, coincidence or God incidents. Our text, as always, is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I call you know I call that last week the great commission. That's not the great commission. The great commission is Matthew 28 28 18 through 20. That's going to make disciples of all nations, you know that one. I call this the great combustion. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit here, which the great commission depends on, frankly. Hear the word of the Lord, but you will receive power When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Today's Holy Spirit story comes to us from Christy. It is a powerful story about the truth and power of the gospel, and how a person can be a Christian and yet not grasp the profound implications of the cross in their own life. Certainly, we all fall into that category at some point, as there's always more of Jesus to know and more of ourselves to be known by him. This one will be of particular interest to veterans of war yet has much broader implications and applications for so many others. Please share with friends as the Lord leads you. The story below is in Christie's own words, and as you are about to hear in her own voice. Coincidence or God incidents. One Sunday morning last fall, I walked through the worship space of the church where I'm an assistant pastor. Reaching out to shake a man's hand in welcome, I introduced myself. His face lit up in surprise. I'm Bill, he smiled, and you're the person I'm supposed to see. A veteran of the Vietnam War, he had been meeting with a government-contracted therapist in another city for years, but that therapist's office was closing. He repeated my name, saying again, Yes, you're the one they told me to see. I'll call you this week to make an appointment. In the bustle of people arriving for worship, I agreed, a bit puzzled, and gave him my contact information. Moving on to welcome someone else, I mused, must be his therapist knew me through one of my colleagues in the region and referred him. But it seemed odd, incongruent. Later that week, Bill was ushered into my office. I was still uneasy, and explained again that I was a pastor, not a licensed therapist. He insisted I was the person he needed to see. I agreed to listen. As Bill began to talk, I saw clearly that he was a decent, honorable, salt-of-the-earth type. He had attended a large church in another community for years, was a productive citizen, and a loving husband, father, and grandpa. My heart ached over Bill's story hearing details I had heard at other times and in other places. He had been physically, emotionally, and spiritually wounded 
in that devastating Southeast Asian conflict. His bodily wounds had responded to treatment. The emotional and spiritual ones had not. Moved, I asked, what do you need me to do for you, Bill? I need you to tell me it wasn't my fault, Bill burst out, anguished. I did things and saw things done that I can never forget. I was under orders. I had to obey, but I don't think I can ever be forgiven. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit rose up in me with unmistakable urgency and power. This man was missing the rescue and relief available to him through God's action, God's plan, and God's promises. Bill, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you from your sin? And have you asked for his forgiveness and claimed his sacrifice on the cross for yourself? I have, he said, over and over. Well, Bill, the Bible says that when you confess your sin, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive you from sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The Bible also says that God removes our sin as far from us as the East is from the West. On top of that, the Bible tells us that God buries our sin in the depths of the sea and remembers it no more. Why in the world are you feeling guilty about sin that no longer exists? The look on Bill's face changed from agony to astonishment immediately. He fell back in his chair with a thump, exclaiming in wonder, I feel like I just dropped a thousand pounds. A week later, Bill crossed our worship space to welcome me. This was the best week I've had in years, he said, beaming. One Sunday soon after that, he told me he had realized that my phone number did not match the referral his former therapist had given him. Sure enough, his new therapist had the same last name as mine, and she was probably much more confused by the coincidence, I call it a God incidence, than I had been. Bill recently joined our church. He is reading God's word avidly, and he hopes to enter a men's discipling group soon. And you can imagine the grins we shared one Sunday morning when Bill reported triumphantly, I'm doing so well, the therapist graduated me. The simple truth of God's word, living and written, delivered a believer in Jesus from years of the enemy's blinding deception and torment, and from the vertigo between sin and grace. Bill was released to accept his Savior's gift of freedom from guilt and to walk into Romans 8 life in Jesus. And the Holy Spirit used a natural human mix-up to accomplish his purpose. The Prayer Abba Father, thank you for the never-ending, ever-deepening good news of the gospel who is Jesus Christ. Thank you for the cross and all that happened there and all of its vast implications for our lives in this world. Interpret them to me. I am aware of some, maybe even much, but not even close to all of it. Come, Holy Spirit, and apply the truth of Scripture 
to the deepest places of brokenness in me. I need healing. We pray particularly today for the veterans of wars among us, in all nations, who have had to face situations human beings were never intended to face. Heal their hearts and minds and bodies. Make us instruments and vessels of healing and peace to them. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, can you remember a breakthrough moment where the truth of Scripture finally pierced the veil of your understanding and set you into a new path of freedom and wellness? In what ways do you find yourself locked up in broken patterns in your life now and in need of breakthrough? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing our Saturday song, Sanctuary. You know the words, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. This is a profound prayer of consecration and gets at all we want to be about. Let's sing it through twice. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, bright and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. Right and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. It's hard to beat the simplicity of that song that carries such profundity. Well, I hope that you'll go out singing today as you hit the streets of your life. And I want to remind you that Holy Spirit stories are always welcome. Please just reply to the email and let us hear one from you. I can't promise to use it, but it'll, I can promise it'll be considered. You can... Um, Attach your name to it, or you can say, you know, I'd rather remain anonymous. It's up to you. All sorts of stories. Stories of coming to faith, of transformation, of healing, deliverance, suffering and sufficient grace, of family reconciliation, of a prodigal return, of answered prayer, of unanswered prayer, Holy Spirit <laughs> fail stories, I call them. We like a word count of 500 to 800 words. We can flex maybe. From time to time, and uh, I promise you, nothing will be better for your faith than to write it down. It'll bless you. 
and it could be a blessing to many other people. And then a friendly reminder, order your wake-up call journal for the upcoming Acts series today. We're launching August 14th, and we want to get those to you by the kickoff, and the supplies are limited. So get your order in. There's a link in today's email at the very bottom. Well, we'll send you out now in Jesus' name with a sack full of seeds and many, many fields to sow in. Risk that seed everywhere, the path, the thorns, the rocky soil, all of it, everywhere, all the time. You never know where the good soil will be. I'll see you out there on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.